following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, passing God's test. I want to pass. Do you want to pass? You mean God tests us, Jennifer? Uh, Yes, yes, God tests us. He tests our heart. He tests our life. He tests our attitude, our actions. Oh, yes, he does. And he even tested the Israelites. And we, we talked about that on the previous episode, how in Exodus they had had this incredible victory. They had crossed the Red Sea and they sang and they danced. And then three days later, they are at the pool of Mara, at the water waters of Mara, which means bitter, and they they had been triumphant, and now they felt defeated. Uh, even though their enemies had been destroyed, they they have nothing to drink. So I, I mean, gee, part of me feels like wow, it was that was the real deal, wasn't it? But in an act of faith, God spoke to Moses. Moses cried out to God, and he threw a piece of a tree, a piece of wood into the water, and it made it sweet. And that was the act of faith. And sometimes God has us have an act of faith, and it caused the water sweet. You know, one time we had this little Pomeranian puppy, and the puppy was stolen. Yeah, Pomeranians, uh, the, the guy that stole our Pomeranian puppy, he stole nine Pomeranian puppies in, in Cincinnati. Yeah, and it was even on the front page of the paper, Pomeranian theft ring (laughs) so anyway but this was my little boy's dog and he was in the backyard we had a a, like a fenced chain link fence in our little tiny yard and I don't know but anyway the guy the guy got it somehow and my father-in-law is a veterinarian and I was talking to my mother-in-law on the phone one day and she said well as an act of faith I want you to put his little cage on the front porch and leave the door open and I remember saying mom it's snowing outside. The dog is blonde. I don't know how. I mean, that just seemed bizarre to me. Like, just in the middle of winter, we're going to leave a, a a crate on the front porch with the door open when somebody's stolen our dog. Like, how are we going to get the dog back? And she said, no, but Jennifer, that's the act of faith. And I said, okay, okay, I'll do it. And I just remember clearly doing that and then praying with the boys that we would get the dog back and nothing happening for a day, another day, another day. And on the third day, we got this call from the police station. I'd, I'd, I'd made a report, but the, the little tiny Deer Park uh, police station was right in our little neighborhood. And the guy called and he said, Jennifer, I have your dog. I have a guy that stole your dog in at the police station. And anyway, we went and picked up the dog. The dog was dirty and scrappy, and <laughs> but God brought the dog back. And the guy got him, man, he got in big trouble. He had stolen like nine, I guess he was selling them, reselling them for some high price. But anyway, we'd gotten ours from my father-in-law as a veterinarian. But it was the act of faith. It was the act of faith of putting the the little crate on the front porch in the middle of winter with the door open. And, you know, when Moses... He, he takes a piece of this tree and three million Israelites are grumbling and he throws it in the water. And now the water 
is drinkable. And I, I just love that. What, is there an act of faith that God is asking you to have? You know, great victories, they had, they'd been through the Red Sea, they prepare us for great testing. You know, there's, sometimes there's a tremendous blessing and a victory, a healing, and a, but it doesn't mean that we're going to be without testing in the future. And I think that's what happened. The Israelites, they thought, oh, you know, there won't be any further testing. And so therefore they grumbled. And that's, you know, God sometimes actually leads us to a difficult place because he has a purpose in it. Um, Maybe the difficult place is a broken marriage, a divorce, agony of that, the embarrassment of that, the wounds of that, you know, a business change. Maybe the economy uh, changed your business and you're broke, even though you're well on in life. Or what about a health crisis? I I know about that. Um, An emotional breakdown or a mental or an emotional breakdown, that could be definitely a, a bitter place or a disillusionment. You know, maybe someone that you thought. Uh, was your friend and they let you down a relationship like that. But are we willing to learn, you know, from these lessons when we're in the difficult place? I think, you know, have you lost your song? Is praise, has your praise gone? Or do you feel heavy? Maybe a sense of doubt or a, a feeling of being left out? Well, you have to remember the whole purpose of this is these tests is to bring us to maturity to a place where we lack nothing. I love this verse from from Paul in 2 Corinthians 1, 8 to 10. It says, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships that we suffered in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us and he will deliver us. Ah, what a powerful passage. You know, don't complain. Don't give up. Because the purpose, the purpose Paul is saying here here is that we might not rely on ourselves. You know, Moses, in that moment, when they couldn't drink the water, he couldn't rely on himself. He he cried out to God, and God showed him the answer. And it's when we have come to our limit, to our absolute limit of our own knowledge, of our own experience, of our own strength, of our own ability, then we're entering almost into an experience of death, you know, in our life, in that area. That's when God will move. That's when God's going to move. It's when you've come to the end of yourself and you're like, God, I can't, I can't, I need you. I want you to solve this problem. And that's where Moses was that day in Exodus 15. He's, he's crying out to God and they're grumbling and God through the faith of Moses releases this supernatural power. So we have two response. We can grumble, (laughs) we can have unbelief or we can pray and we can have faith and see what God will do, but that's the purpose of testing. And if we'll pay attention, it says in verse 26, I want to read that to you again. Um, in Exodus 15, 26, uh, it says, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord, your God, and will do what is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and will keep all his statues. I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I've put upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord that heals you. God is a healer. You know, he can heal your heart. He can heal your life. 
Uh, He can heal your body. But we have to listen to him. We have to act in faith. And, you know, the disappointments, it's, it's our hour to understand and to face it and then to get the best out of it when we're in that disappointment. God, you know, God is never unprepared. <laughs> the people murmured and they complained, but Moses prayed. And when we come to these difficult tests, to these harsh places, uh, in, our, in a divorce, in a business failure, in our health crisis, in, in, in our finances, in any of those things. Re- just remember, the purpose is testing. <laughs> Why would God test us? Because he wants us to be mature, to, ha- to lack nothing. So the question is not whether we will be tested. Oh, no. The question is, how are, you, how are we going to respond? You know, it's, we're, we feel exposed, right? Grumbling is never the way out. God knows. Grumbling is really, it's self-centered. It's a lack of faith. It's a lack of gratitude. And what we want to do is to say, God, I've come to the limit of my knowledge, of my experience, of my strength, of my ability, and I need you. Because God wants us to be fit for the future. He wants, he does want to fix our lives so that we're mature and complete and lacking in nothing and not relying upon ourselves. So the Israelites, they had to be exposed right there at that bitter pool at Mara before God could really move and deal with their character. It's hard because when we face these difficult tests, we're facing the fact that I have to change. I have to make a choice. Am I going to be grateful or grumble? Which one am I going to do? But God wants us to be mature. He wants us to draw close to him. You know, I, I, we, he wants us to cooperate with him. And grumbling or complaining or rolling of the eye, the depression, the discouragement, the disillusionment, the frustration. You know, there's lots of synonyms for grumbling. But it indicates that there's something in us that God has to deal with. And so he's brought it to the forefront so that he can deal with it, so that we have to be faced with it, so that we can deal with it. And we have to cooperate with God. We want to cooperate. So let's just pray that right now. God, we come before you. You know these complaints. You know these frustrations and grumblings, Lord, this lack of gratitude in these areas, the huge disappointment that we feel, the pain that we feel. But we just, we cry out to you right now. Lord, the way Moses did in that situation. And we say, God, show us the way, show us your answer. And and we humble ourselves and we say, God, uh, we don't know enough. We don't have enough experience or strength or even ability. We need you. We, we, we desperately cry out for you. Would you move in our heart, in our life, in a powerful way? In Jesus' name, we want to cooperate with you, God. Amen. Amen. Wow. If you prayed that prayer, God is going to do something special for you. That It's an act of faith, isn't it? Even sometimes just to pray. Oh, before we go, I want to leave you with James 1, 2. James says to count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds. And so I know you, I know you are. I know you are. We face these things and sometimes God actually led us to them to, to expose what's in our heart, to expose our attitude that we might seek him, that we might turn to him, that we might ask him for help. And I just love it. You know, 
when Moses cried out, God showed him a tree. The tree is res- resembles the cross, you know, says in Galatians, cursed is anyone who hung on a tree. And that was Jesus. He, he hung and he took every curse, every bad thing that we might have life, that we might have hope. <laughs> he wants to pour out his spirit. He wants to comfort you. He wants to encourage you. Just release it to him. Give it to him today. Oh, you're going to pass that test. We're going to pass that test. Oh, God is so good. You are listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson. I have a very special guest coming up. We're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about listening. We're going to talk about all sorts of wonderful things that will encourage your faith, help you to keep going, keep growing in the Lord, look to his word, seek his face, humble yourself. God is with you. He wants to simply be, to simply be with you today. Oh, I hope you'll go to jennifer-jackson.org on the break and stay with us. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 